these people went in and said, yes, Satan, we're going to unleash a global bioweapon that's going to depopulate the planet so that we can bring in your mark of the beast so that we can condemn the Earth's population to hell forever once they receive that mark. And we're going to do whatever we can to get us to that point. People have to face the reality that this is what's happened. This is the agreement that's been made with the devil. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so very much for tuning in. That was Real News journalist Maria Z. And for those of you who are dubious of those claims, let me assure you, Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau, and Joe Biden are just a few of the very many puppets in service of the New World Order and Satan himself. Friends, we have to stop these people before they put an end to us. Before we start this one, just a quick word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments is pleased to tell you gold was the best investment class for 2022. According to longtermtrends.net, gold outperformed the S&P 500, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. Noble Gold Investments helped thousands of clients buy real physical gold. And although past performance is no guarantee of future results, what are you waiting for? Join thousands of others by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. Invest with Noble Gold Investments before the end of this month, and you'll get a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You really can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five star reviews. Call Noble Gold Investments at 877 646 5347 for a no pressure consultation. And if you're not ready to invest, download the Noble Gold Investments Gold Investment Guide. Scroll down below and you'll find the link in the description box. For mobile users, click the more button to find that link. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from sgtreport.com, sgtreport.tv, thephaser.com, and of course now, thelibertymill.com, back and better than ever. Guys, it's really the Drudge Report for truth and real news, something Drudge used to be and frankly no longer is. So check us out there as well as, of course, the flagship site, sgtreport.com. You know where else you can go for real news? zmedia.com that's my friend maria z's website she just interviewed the queensland senator malcolm roberts i have a soundbite to play from malcolm he's blowing the whistle and sounding the alarm for all of humanity we'll talk about that but first let me welcome my guest maria welcome back how are you sean it is such an honor to be here with you thank you so much for inviting me again such a pleasure to have you my truth-telling friend from down under (laughs) You are truly the gatekeeper for truth at this point. You know, the mainstream horror media, they're the gatekeepers against truth. They're the gatekeepers of officialdom and official narratives. And you are a truth teller. So we appreciate you so much. I want to start with a personal anecdote. I just got back and I got to tell you guys something. I've been going to the same gym for more than a decade. I know a lot of friends there, a lot of guys there, one of whom is a young teacher. He's in his late 30s. He is the picture of health. We live in a small town, and I'm telling you, I'm not kidding you, every single afternoon after school, you can see this guy running around. He's one of these guys that runs 10, 12 miles a day, and that's nothing to him. So I just saw him at the gym and my other buddy, Tom. So I'm talking to these two fellas after working out, getting ready, and Maria, the teacher said, everybody in the school is sick right now from COVID, and today he wore three masks because he doesn't want to get sick. I'm not making that up, Maria. To which my friend Tom said, yeah, it's going around. And I said, gentlemen, 
you know this comes from a place of love. I encourage you both to watch the documentary Died Suddenly. And they looked at me and the teacher said, Died Suddenly, huh? And I'm like, yep, it got like 10 million views in a week. Look, this comes from a place of love. You're going to want to check this out. And he goes, all right, all right. So we said our goodbyes. Tom walked out with me. Uh, we were chatting on the way out and I uh, whispered to Tom. I said, Tom, it's not COVID that's killing people. It's this vaccine. It's a bioweapon. I've got whistleblowers, including an insider at Pfizer, a senior vice president named Michael Yeadon, who on the record is calling this thing a bioweapon. Don't take any more. And Tom knows me, but I'm telling you, Maria, it doesn't matter how well people know you. As soon as you broach this subject with them, if they're not woke to the truth here, they kind of bump on it. And I felt like Tom bumped on that information a little bit, as did the teacher, by the way, who is vaccinated. I don't know how we're going to save these people. And I'm guilty of saying people are waking up in droves. You know, maybe I'm overestimating it. Yes, I think it's interesting, Sean, because I I, sumped, I have said the same thing as well. People are waking up in droves. And yet I still encounter people all the time that have absolutely no clue as to what's going on. And then it makes me reevaluate. Am I, I, I hope I'm not giving false hope here because I don't want, to be a dealer of false hope. It's never my intention. Um, and and when you encounter these people, you think, my goodness, are they actually waking up? Um, I think they are, Sean, and more and more people are starting to realise, uh, you know, that there is something not right, but do they understand the extent of what's not right? Do they, you know, as you said, this person put their guard up straight away, as you said, it, it is the, the vaccines, it's a bioweapon. That's a scary word. And to imagine that the government and the media and all these people that are supposed to exist to keep, you know, keep society um, good and pure and report on corruption, apparently, you know, the, the occasional reports that they le- let leak, um, that, that they were colluding in the release of this bioweapon, I think is just still too confronting for so many people. And yet until they realize that, Sean, we are screwed because the New World Order is pushing ahead, full steam ahead. They are. And uh, I really feel like we are winning the war for hearts and minds in the town square. Now, of course, the reaction from the uh, powers that ought not be has been to censor everybody, including Tucker Carlson. And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, one of the things I neglected to mention is that Tom, while we're all having our conversation here, because the teacher said everybody in the school has COVID. He didn't want to get it. So he masked up three masks. Astounds me. I don't get that. Uh, And Tom said, yes, they have a family friend who just died from COVID. She was 54. No pre-existing conditions died suddenly. And that's why I brought up the documentary. And I whispered to Tom on the way out. I said, Tom, it's not COVID. It's the vaccine. It's a bioweapon. I I don't know. I'm going to continue to sound the alarm at my own peril when it comes to friends, neighbors, and colleagues in my community, because a lot of people are sound asleep. And it's really alarming. So we now know that the U.S. government blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And Seymour Hirsch, his reporting is fleshing that out, how America took out the Nord Stream pipeline. But what I want to share is this from my friend Pascal Najati, who I just had on the show. And he wrote this email to Seymour Hirsch. In the name of humanity, my plea to you, another U.S. national scandal bigger than the Vietnam War is emerging fast now. Lethal experimental Pfizer, BioNTech, mRNA injections are killing humans around the world. He goes on to lay out all of these facts in this fantastic email. And uh, Maria, Pascal, I don't know if you know this, Pascal's father was friends with Klaus Schwab. 
And together, they founded the European Management Forum, the EMF. And in 1987, Klaus Schwab took it over and changed the name to the World Economic Forum and became a dictator. Wow. And that's when, yeah, and that's when uh, Pascal's father ended the relationship with Klaus. Pascal lives in uh, Switzerland, Maria, and he has single-handedly, we're told, convinced the AG in Switzerland to prosecute the Swiss president and minister of health for abuse of process related to the COVID-19 lockdowns and the vaccine mandates. So this is the real deal. You're going to want to get them on. I'll get you in touch if you're interested. Absolutely, Sean. And kudos to you for for bringing this out and interviewing him. I mean, you, you just do such amazing work. Um, I, I watch the the amount of information that you put out there for people and it's of such quality. So thank you for that. And yes, I'd definitely love to speak with this individual. Amazing. Well, and back at you, I'm a big fan of yours. I know that sometimes you're on InfoWars. You do a great job. And uh, do they just let you do what you want on that show? I know sometimes they must want you guys to plug their products. I mean, that's part of the deal. They've got to raise money to stay in business. But uh, can you pretty much just cover anything you want over there? Yes. And uh, they've only ever asked me once to talk about one of their products. Um, Every other time that I've plugged InfoWars, because people think, I'm I'm on their payroll or something. I I don't get paid for what I do with Infowars. I just simply am grateful for the opportunity to talk to more people. But every other time I've plugged them, it's been from the heart um, because I really look up to them. I think they do such a fantastic job. And I, I even said this the other day when I was on there. I said, when you whatever industry you're working in, uh, you look to the best in the industry and that's what you set as your benchmark and you try and be as good or better. Um, and I really think that they are the best, you know, and and so I really look up to them and I, I want people to support them. And maybe that'll take away support from Z Media in some ways, but I can't do what InfoWars does. I don't have the resources that they do. Um, and and I don't and it doesn't bother me, you know. It doesn't bother me. It's the same way I encourage people to support them. I encourage them to support you. You know, if you're watching this now, donate to Sean. Help him to keep going. Help him to keep exposing this because every single person in this fight is an absolute hero and a warrior. And I said this recently, Sean. Imagine we didn't have independent media. Imagine the world and what we just went through over the past three years with only the mainstream media and you at home are sitting there going something's not right but you don't have access to any information anywhere, right, any broadcasts, no information on the internet, which is where they're trying to head up, where they're trying to get us to. Imagine we didn't exist. I mean, it would be hell on earth. It would be an absolute nightmare. So if you're watching this broadcast, support Sean in whatever way you can. You know, I'm sure you're the same as me, Sean. I vet. I'm very selective with my sponsors. I've turned businesses down um, because it's not about the money for me. It's about making sure that what I'm, who I'm partnering with is actually able to offer a solution for our audience and they're honest people with integrity. I'm certain you would do the same because I know your character. Um, you know, uh, support those businesses, the freedom-loving businesses that support independent media. And I can tell you even some of the sponsors, um, you know, that that sponsor independent media don't even make the money back that they're paying to help them keep broadcasting, yet they're such believers in freedom. They see it as a donation. So, you know, support those businesses because we, imagine, imagine we didn't have independent um, you know, long life food people, or we didn't have independent, um, you know, uh, gold and silver, or I think you do VPNs as well. Sure. Imagine we didn't have those people backing independent media. You know, it is just, it would be a nightmare. 
So I'm just grateful for all of the people that can support financially. And if you can't support financially, share the links. They're free. All of Sean's content is free. Get it out there. That's If that's your method of support, great. Just get the information out there. We need to break through to the masses. Well, I appreciate you uh, saying that. And uh, I often cite the mainstream horror media, the mercenaries, like just Anderson Cooper comes to mind. He's not even the worst of the worst, to be honest with you. There's so many I dislike more than Anderson Cooper, but I think that guy at last check was making $12 million a year. So your point's a good one. Those of us that are actually telling the truth about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, about the open borders to the South, about World War III being launched by Joe Biden and uh Newland and his criminal administration about uh, the U.S. government blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which is an active declaration of war against another nation state. Uh, those of us doing that, we don't get millions of dollars from CNN. And we're not going to sign those contracts with the CIA to become mockingbird mainstream media mercenaries. So thanks for saying that. Hey, just a newsflash for you in the audience. Uh, Joe Biden is a senile puppet and a tool of the deep state stay in place, globalist, Zionist, criminal cabal, which seeks to start World War III with Russia and introduce a CBDC, central bank digital currency, after declaring a banking holiday for bail-ins, probably on a Friday afternoon, according to FDIC officials in their own words. And friends, if you think I'm kidding about CBDCs, let me just show you this. You guys remember that movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, the little guy you see here, I believe his name is Augustus Gloop. Well, let me play a soundbite. Maria, I don't normally tease people about their weight, but this is a disgusting demon creature. And I think this might be Augustus Gloop all grown up. He took a job as the head of the Bank for International Settlements. And here's their wet dream for their central bank digital currencies to make us all slaves. Aren't our analysis on CBDC in particular for the use of general, to the general use uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who is using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control. Absolute control. Could you hear that soundbite, Maria? Yes. All right, we'll continue, but they're going to have absolute control. They will be able to track and trace every transaction. And friends, if you think you're going to be able to save this CBDC and get any interest on it, no, it decays. The value of the central bank digital currency will decay over time and quickly so that you have to spend it. On the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability, and also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, to what cash is. What cash is? Cash is privacy, and they're trying to eliminate cash. Maria, look, I'm sorry I made fun of that guy's weight, but he's a disgusting demon creature, and if the testimony of Dutch banker Ronald Bernard is to be believed at the highest levels, these people are offered to sacrifice children if they want to get to the highest levels, which this man has attained. And it just makes you wonder what he does in the darkness behind closed doors. Well, Sean, you know, the, the hilarious thing to me is that we had 
grotesquely overweight people giving us health advice during the past two, three years. You know, um, you, you have people that this this gentleman, if he's advocating for CBDCs, is probably going to be telling people that they shouldn't be eating meat because, uh, you know, it affects their carbon rating or he'll at least take part in restricting the um the, the the essential things that we need for our survival uh through CBDCs. So I don't really have a problem with with um you know with, with your joke there in the sense that these people are the biggest hypocrites. They try to tell us what's good for us while living the complete opposite. You know, how many tons of jet fuel were released into the atmosphere just from Davos alone or even the, the COP27 conference, more than the total fuel emissions for the year worldwide just for that conference with all of them flying in with their private jets. So, you know, I have no problem pointing out their hypocrisy. They they always want to tell you what you should be doing for your own uh, benefit uh, and for the benefit of the planet, and yet they never follow that advice. Well, that's right. Meanwhile, we had that conference recently of the FDIC, the folks that are supposed to insure all deposits in all banks in the United States, and uh, they're admitting that bail-ins are coming, and in their own words, it will happen on a Friday afternoon. So friends, just like we saw in Cyprus, just like we're seeing in other nation states around the world right now where hyperinflation is rampant, this would likely happen on a Friday, and then on Monday... Who knows? I don't know what you'll have left. It might be 90%. It might be a 90% devaluation. So the question is, do you have anything outside this system? I talk about Bitcoin. Today, Bitcoin's under attack by Gary Gensler and the SEC. Gary Gensler, the former chairman of the CFTC, who did nothing to rein in criminal banking, paper manipulation of physical gold and silver. Well, now he won't approve a Bitcoin spot-traded ETF that actually settles in Bitcoin. Boy, what do we do, Maria? I mean, silver and gold in physical form outside this system, I mean, that's that feels like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping flesh wound, like on an amputation, you know? I mean, because they're coming after everything and they're unrelentingly evil. I've spoken about this many times, Sean. We have to do two things simultaneously right now, and it's not it's not just right now. We should have started quite some time ago, and I started warning people from, you know, two years ago, start stocking up. Every time you go to the supermarket, get a can of something, get, you know, something extra just so you can start to stock up. Um, we should be preparing for while we fight we need to prepare for the worst possible outcome. That doesn't mean that we're a pet, we're pessimists and we say that we can't win. It just means that we're realists and we know the force, how evil and huge the force that we're fighting is and the fact that they have a plan and they're going to railroad anyone in the way uh, that's standing in the way of this plan like they have been for three years. That's just the reality of the situation and we don't want to be uh, dishonest and hide that from people. So, yes, we fight. Yes, we continue to have hope. Yes, we do everything we can to wake people up, to, you know, I was just just spoke to Dr. Ben Tapper this week, Sean, uh, about this, this huge case against the Trusted News Initiative. Now, some people might say, oh, well, th that's, that's only a, a small portion of the problem. Well, they're doing something. They are doing something. They're going against the people that have been lying to the masses this entire time. But guess what? Come tomorrow, we could have a cyber shutdown, Sean. All of these amazing efforts that have that are happening and need to continue happening at any point could be stopped by a global 
complete outage, which they told us was coming with cyber COVID, bank accounts, electricity, all forms of communication shut down in an instant to protect the grid. And the WHO on their very own website used to have, and I think they've removed it since, Sean, used to have that the only way to come back onto the grid to access bank accounts and this, that, and the other would be with a digital vaccine pass. So part of me says "Mm, they're maybe not ready yet because they don't have global vax passes um, rolled out yet, although they did speak about it at, um, at B20. Um, So, so it's, it's possible that very, very soon we'll be facing that, you know, they've started conditioning us with the cyber attacks. Italy had that huge cyber attack this week. So we have to be realists and say, okay, this is this is what's happening in front of us. We've got South Africa just declared a, a national emergency or a, a, a state of disaster um, because of the the power outages. You've got the World Economic Forum this year in Davos telling us over the next two years expect catastrophic cyber attacks, and they told us it would be more devastating than COVID. So you you have to prepare for this. Why is silver and gold something that I believe in, Sean? Well, like you said, crypto is is it's it's short lived. In the long term, they want to uh, control it, and that is evidenced through Bill Gates' patent 060606, where you'll be mining crypto through your good behavior, which is now in the internet of things that they have access to your biometric data and every single thought and move and feeling that gets sent to their central database. And then you get rewarded with crypto as you mine it with your good behavior. It's, it's, it's a social conditioning tool. And so they can't achieve that unless they completely regulate crypto. So it is going to be short-lived, and this is why I've, I've never harped on about crypto. Um, you know, great for the people that have figured it out how to how to make some money now, but I, I just I, I stay away. Gold and silver, on the other hand, every single economic collapse that we've had throughout history, gold and silver has stood the test of time. So look at Venezuela, for example, and I've got an interview coming up very, very soon, Sean, um, with one of our partners here, Gold Bullion Australia Group, where we talk about this situation. Um, Venezuela, they're using gold shavings for haircuts. The cash is in the streets. It's like rubbish. And so these, I envision a situation where one day there won't be anywhere to purchase food. And I've built relationships with local farmers that trust me and I can go and drop them a couple of coins if, you know, for a chicken so I can feed me and my family. You know, this is the kind of stuff that I'm preparing for. I made jokes in the past about one day we'll be trading in leather boots and batteries like Mad Max. I wasn't really kidding um, because the, we, we need to start um, adjusting to those to a parallel economy where we have a barter system, where we have a system where those that don't want a digital vaccine, which Yuval Noah Harari said, you won't be able to be part of the world unless you are injected. He said these words, and unless you have a digital vaccine pass, you and I are never going to do that, Sean. So either we start preparing now or we end up eating dirt, you know, uh, and, and worms. I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. And if we win, which I believe we still have a chance, of course, then great. Guess what? We have all this backup that we've put in place so that we can thrive on the other side of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. One thing I want to back you up with is uh, just by adding to what you said about a uh, vaccine ID, a digital ID to get online, whether it's related to vaccines or not, I do know that the world health organization in the United Nations want all of us to have digital IDs to access the internet. 
and I think it's three years from now. I mean, it's coming up fast. So the sheeple people who might hear us say and warn against that, how dangerous it will be. It will be the end of human freedom if we allow it. The sheeple people will say, well, what do you have to hide? If you don't have anything to hide, what do you worry about? They don't realize the walls are closing in. Every single day, the walls are closing in more. But here we go again. The World Health Organization Director General Tedros, who's a criminal, I think actually a war criminal, says we must prepare for potential H5N1 human bird flu pandemic. Now, guys, you know what happens if they declare another pandemic? The treaties signed with many nation states. Well, that will be the end of human freedom. If we allow it, Malcolm Roberts has been sounding the alarm. Let's listen to some of this. Feel free to jump in at any time, Maria, and I'll stop it. There's plenty of discussion about the World Health Organization's proposed pandemic treaty and changes to international health regulations. In short, the proposal is a dystopian nightmare. The World Health Organization, the WHO, is demanding the power to dictate Australian state and federal health policy, including ordering compulsory vaccination, lockdowns, closures of borders and businesses, and worst of all, detention of anyone not complying with the latest vaccine mandate and forced medical procedures. Under its arbitrary rules, WHO can order a company to stop making drugs. The catastrophic and murderous ivermectin ban is one example of how this will be used. Under these changes, Australian health authorities would report to the WHO, not the Australian Parliament. I'm going to pause it right there. Let's continue to play this. But I want your comments, because as I just said, I'll come back to you. Then we'll play more of this. What the sheeple people fail to understand, Maria, is they don't know what United Nations Agenda 2030 is. They don't speak the language you and I and our audiences speak. And they don't know what a 15 minute city is. So the walls are literally closing in around them. And by the time they realize it, it will be too late. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments is pleased to let you know that gold is the best investment class for 2022. Real estate, crypto, stocks, and bonds, gold outperformed all of them in 2022. And although past performance is no guarantee of future results, what are you waiting for? Noble Gold Investments has already helped thousands of clients buy real physical gold. Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month, and you'll receive a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five star reviews. And if you're not ready to invest just yet, download the Noble Gold Investments Gold Investment Guide. Scroll down below and you'll find the link in the description box. For mobile users, just click the More button to find that link. Again, noblegoldinvestments.com. And by the time they realize it, it will be too late. So I have a couple of things I want to comment on that. First of all, if I'm not mistaken, the Zero Trust initiative is due to be completed by 2027. Zero Trust means, as you mentioned, no one accesses the internet without their digital ID. And you brought up a great point. The The people on the other side will say, oh, well, if you have nothing to hide, what's the problem? Um, and I think that in some ways, you know, you've probably faced it as well. Internet trolls are a pain in the neck. Um, and you also have government operatives posing, um, you know, under these fake accounts, har- harassing and berating you. Although I don't think that'll stop. They'll just have fake profiles. They'll still be government operatives, you know. Um, so so they raised some points. But what people don't understand is this. And I interviewed Jeremy McKenzie recently, who's a, a military veteran from Canada, who's just had his bank account shut 
down after being with this bank for over 20 years. His child lives in the home where he has a mortgage with this bank and it was because of his political views. And this is what he says. Okay, you might think right now that that type of action against dissenting views is suitable, but what happens if your child who's nine years old now in five years' time or, you know, let's say 15 now in five years' time uh, has disagrees with something that the government does. I mean, think about the masses right now. They always have something they're not happy with as far as the government's concerned or they think the government should be doing more in this area. You know, say you're pro-trans and you think the government should be doing more here. What if one day the government says, "Mm, no, we're not going to focus on that right now? And you speak out and you say, hang on a minute, we want to hold you accountable. Uh, uh, uh. Your bank account is now gone because you wanted to hold your government accountable to something that they said they would do and didn't fulfill. You know, they make false promises all the time. So all of a sudden your kid that forms their own view and thinks the government's great but now disagrees with something ends up in prison. And that's the future that faces everyone every single person, not just those that are completely against what's going on right now. Eventually, people on the other side are going to face the deadly consequences of everything that we're warning about right now, Sean. On Senator Malcolm Roberts, he's been an amazing, um, you know, spokesperson against the United Nations since he entered government and has been warning about this for many years. You know, he had his own radio show. Really, uh, uh, he's he's got some some backbone. You may have seen his video where he told the government that they were guilty of genocide because of the vaccines in Parliament. I mean, he's he's gone hard at them, um, and you know, he's been raising the alarm. I think where people get confused here is is the difference between the treaty and the international health regulations um, because it's too, the, the, the WHO is running two courses right now. So we stopped the treaty last year, actually. We, we stopped it and action, legal action from the UK stopped it dead in its tracks after we raised global awareness on the issue. It was the number one, um, or not number one, but one of the trending topics on Twitter at one stage because of how hard the people smashed it. What they're doing now is through the international health regulations, meeting in secret, negotiating um, some of these terms, and Sean, they've gone to the effort of crossing out in Article 3, if I'm not mistaken, that these changes must be made in respect of human dignity, fundamental freedoms and uh, dignity, human rights and fundamental freedoms. They've put a line, a strike through through that, which means that there will be no consideration of human rights, dignity and fundamental freedoms. Think about the kind of organisation that would dare to cross out dignity. So, okay, you you say, oh, well, you know, um, people on the other side might say, oh, well, you know, your your freedoms... You don't get freedom if it's endangering someone else. Okay, what about dignity? What does crossing out your dignity mean? Does it mean that they can strip you naked in the street? Well, guess what? We already have that legislation in Australia here in WA. The authorised COVID officers can come into your home, strip you naked, take you to a facility and forcefully vaccinate you. That is in our law. Oh, my God. So... So we have to consider what it actually means to cross out the word dignity. And I've just given you an example of what that actually means. So at any time, they could roll out whatever Frankenstein shot that they want next, strip you naked and forcefully inject you in a re-education camp. How do you like that, leftists? Let me just ask you something very subjective. You don't have to have an answer at all, but let's just have the conversation about what's driving these people to commit such high treason against their own citizens, against their own people, against their own bloodlines. 
I mean, literally, I, I don't understand how these people can sleep at night unless they've met the Antichrist, somebody who's going to be ushered into the head of this one world government. And they've literally met this person and pledged their allegiance to the Antichrist himself. I don't understand how they're all pushing for this. Don't they worry about an uprising from the people? It's happened time and time again throughout human history. Look at Ceausescu. I believe he was the leader of Romania. I'm going off memory here. He was a malevolent evil dictator right up until the end. I mean, literally eight hours before he died and was shot to death by the military, he was still in control until he wasn't. What's driving these people? Maybe it's the Antichrist himself. Yes, I, I don't doubt that for a second. And the difference is, Sean, and, and it's important to be able to draw comparisons between former tyrants in history and the tyrants that we're facing now because we have a lot to learn from how they were overthrown and how the people, you know, took back the power. And, and these are these are important lessons. Um, but they've never been, uh, n- they, they never successfully at least implemented part of a new world order. See, the Bible tells us that in the last days it warns us of a one-world government. It warns us of a one-world leader. And you know that all of these people in middle government that, you know, are, are now resigning and, you know, purposely the people hate them, uh, that's all on purpose because they want people to lose confidence in their leaders. Joe Biden is a clown on purpose because they want people to lose confidence in government. It's going to be a top-down approach where the one world leader is sitting at the top and the councils are controlling the people within their little smart cities. That's what that's what they see. And then you have the New World Order goons because of all of the the honest and, and uh, police force and military that have resigned because they can't handle turning against their own people. The only ones that are left, I don't know if you've seen it, Sean, I've spoken about this movie a few times, the movie Equilibrium. Please, if you haven't watched it, go and watch this movie and see what sort of future they actually envision because it spells it out perfectly. The only people that are left are New World Order goons enforcing uh, the, 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 the orders of the few that call the shots. So previous world leaders have never globally been tyrants, Sean. That's the difference. We are we are seeing the actual Antichrist system in full force or at least the beginnings of it. And, yes, they have sworn their allegiance to the Antichrist. Why else would they be trying to usher in the mark of the beast? And, of course, he's offered them some sort of worldly protection. Of course he's offered them worldly riches. But these people are so thick and deceived, and I don't even know if they are if they can be classed as human anymore, Sean, because I, I truly think they are so demon-possessed that there is no uh, true human emotion left. I mean, how can there be? when you've sworn your allegiance to, to to the devil, really. And I'm not talking about small-scale sworn allegiance here. I'm talking about these people went in and said, yes, Satan, we're going to unleash a global bi- a bioweapon that's going to depopulate the planet so that we can bring in your mark of the beast so that we can condemn the Earth's population to hell forever once they receive that mark and we're going to do whatever we can to get us to that point. We, people have to face the reality that this is what's happened. This is the agreement that's been made with the devil. So that that's that's what they're working towards. There is no humanity in these people. They want you dead or enslaved to Satan for eternity and condemned to hell and they somehow think that they're going to come out of this in a positive way. I've read occult texts, Sean. I've read their books 
you know, many years I studied religions, various religions before I came to to realize that Christianity was the only truth. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I've read the Quran. I've read the, I've, I even read not in its entirety, but I read the satanic Bible to understand what, how these people think. And they genuinely think that Satan's some hard done by angel that God, the tyrant, you know, cast down and he's actually so much more powerful and he's going to give people enlightenment. This is how they think. So they, they think they're somehow going to escape an eternity of torment and they're so mistaken and they will be so surprised when they realize who this dark God they serve actually is and the fact that he's not going to give them riches and power and and all this stuff that they're experiencing on earth forever. They're going to be tormented for eternity, tormented. Yeah, they'll be betrayed, but in the meantime, they're selling all of us out, and that's the part that's so disgusting about it. You mentioned the movie Equilibrium. That starred Christian Bale. I had to Google it. I hadn't heard of it, and uh, I'm kind of a movie guy. It used to be I loved movies. Don't like them so much anymore because there aren't any good ones, Uh, but there's another movie that uh, resembles where we're headed, and that's Hunger Games, the Hunger Games series. That's exactly where we're headed with these 15-minute cities, Uh, restricted supplies, contrived food supplies, contrived resources, uh, no natural gas, no gasoline for your car, not enough. You know, you're going to have to fight for everything in this model. It's the Hunger Games model. And I guess we don't have to play any more from Malcolm Roberts. I can leave that link below, guys, if you want to listen to the rest of that. It's about three minutes long. But I want to segue to one more topic before we part ways. And that's what happened in Turkey and Syria. This unimaginably harsh 7.8 magnitude earthquake, more than 20,000 people dead. And as fate would have it, Turkey wasn't playing ball with NATO. So the question has come up, was an earthquake weapon involved? Could it be HARP? Could it be 5G? Could it be God knows what? The technology to cause earthquakes, I believe, does exist, but it really doesn't matter. We're talking about more than 20,000 people dead, and you know what's so terribly sad, Maria? It's like winter there, and those who survive literally freezing in the streets. I mean, this is hell on earth, and I'm just warning people, that's what's coming for all of us if we allow it. Yes, you're not wrong, Shauna. I think uh, if if people are in my Telegram, um, head to Z Media. It's just one word, three E's. Um, I post about a lot of this stuff, little clips um, throughout the day, and I, I did actually share some footage that's come out of Turkey, and you've probably seen it, Sean, uh, where there were strange lights in the sky right beforehand. Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely looked like an EMP, and we've been warning about EMPs for some time, but it looks like that's what's that's what's going to be used in this fifth generation warfare. It's not warfare that you can see with your eyes necessarily. Um, And an EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. And I mentioned that with the Chinese spy balloon. I definitely think that's in the cards to bring the grid down in this country and the puppet would allow it. (laughs) Evidently, as he allowed this balloon to go and traverse the entire continental United States. Did you mean an EMP as it relates to this earthquake? Because an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, that takes out all electronics and turns us into 17th century serfs but i'm talking about earthquake weapons like harp did you mean emp yes so i I was about to say emp harp emf attacks these three things that are predominantly unseen are what are are the weapons that they're going to be using over the next two years and i know that because they told us in davos 
that cyber attacks were going to be the next thing over the next two years, catastrophic cyber attacks. They are going to be using unseen weapons um, that to to manufacture crises that they're creating in order to get us to this completely digital system and further strip us of our resources, our ability to feed our families, so on and so forth. If you thought the mandates were bad, wait and see what they've got up their sleeves. And every world leader knows this. Every world leader knows that they are using this. Now, I really think this Chinese spy balloon, Sean, I'm not convinced that it was a Chinese spy balloon. Um, what I actually think is that that they're just uh, trying to condition us for EMPs, uh, cyber shutdowns, electronic grid coming down, EMF attacks. I think they're trying to convince us, uh, sorry, condition us for this, particularly because I recently interviewed a female whistleblower and I have confirmation from other sources that this year documents released within FEMA, not to, not public documents, they are preparing for another pandemic. And many, many people around the world in independent media and, and those that are, that are looking at this closely believe it's going to be EMF triggered. Um, and it's all linked. It's all linked because it's the unseen realm. Well, as Bill Gates has said, the next time they'll really pay attention. You know, the next one will really get their attention. And he's talking about another pandemic. He's very excited about it. They have no empathy. They're devoid of empathy, which, in my opinion, makes them non-human entities. They're non-human entities at this point, Maria. So I guess I'd be remiss not to ask you. If Malcolm Roberts is sounding the alarm so precisely and so courageously in Australia, and that word's getting out around the world, like the clip I just played, is he moving the needle at all in Australia? Is there anyone standing with him? Is there any real resistance to this rush to a new world order that's rolling out in Australia? Well, the hilarious thing is that, as I said, he's been warning about this since he got into government years ago. Um, His first speech in Parliament was talking about exiting the United Nations. He's always known about it and he's always been warning. The Australian people have only just caught up to his message over the past two years. Uh, you know, before that, his party, One Nation, and and Senator Pauline Hanson, the leader of that party, were seen by many people as just wild conspiracy theorists out there. You know, this their supporter base was a lot smaller than it is now because people are realising, oh, my gosh, they were right about so much that they were saying. Um, we do have two other senators who are phenomenal here, Senator Alex Antic, also warning about the smart city agenda, uh, surveillance state, Senator Gerard Rennick, who's been hammering our Therapeutic Goods Administration, uh, and the leader of that of the TGA, John Skerritt, who's, of course, resigned with the rest of the rats leaving the sinking ship. Uh, so they can avoid accountability. Um, but but they are doing their absolute best, Sean, uh, I think, in, in the space that they're in. The people are backing them, uh, but what we have to do is not slow down. So I'll share some good news with you. Um, now that Senator Malcolm Roberts and Senator Alex Antic have both spoken out about the WHO IHR amendments, we've also got a website for Australia, stopwho.com. Um, there is an equivalent action on James Roguski's Substack. If you haven't spoken to him, Sean, he's he's he does great well, you bet. work. You bet I have. Yeah. Oh, great, great. So on his Substack, he's got the American action um, for for how people can contact their so-called elected officials. I will tell you that, you know, there was some people that said, um, why should we do this in Australia? Why should we even bother 
Senator Alex Antic said to me, Maria, the people that used to sit in Parliament with their heads, uh, with you know, violently protesting against anti-vaxxers now sit there with their heads down and they're quiet because they're starting to realise something is very wrong. He said not all of them, but there is a large portion that are starting to realise they're just too scared to speak yet. Um, we, we push forward this action and in just two weeks, Sean, we actually have reports from around the country of uh, both politicians and staffers starting to talk about the IHR amendments in their lunchrooms. We are raising awareness. Australians are not giving up. Um, just in my telegram alone, it's been viewed over 100,000 times and people have emailed their politicians. Tens of thousands of emails have gone out. The next stage is ringing. The next stage is visiting. We're not going to give up. And the fact that we have those senators who are speaking out and Australia has more than any other country right now on the IHR amendments is amazing and encouraging. And so for any, you know, so-called elected representatives that may be watching this, you you need to grow a backbone, take a leaf out of these guys' books uh, because you're responsible for the freedom of this country just as much as we are. And I promise you the people will back you and they'll rally behind you. Um, there is no time for cowardice at all anymore. We're in the final hour and um, and we need everyone's efforts and, and we'll, we'll continue to do that, Sean. Platforms like yours, platforms like mine, we'll continue to put action out there because the alternative is we do nothing and we just lay over and die and I'm certainly never going to do that. Yeah, me either. Neither will the audience. But friends, if you're still with us, y'all play a part in this war to save humanity and it's time to get in the game. Do what I did, but do a better job than I did. Instead of just mentioning the movie Died Suddenly, I should have had a copy of it for those guys. But do what you can within your sphere of influence, friends, to wake people up. And uh, Maria, you gave us an excellent reference with that movie, Equilibrium. I'll have to check it out. Guys, evidently the film follows John Preston, played by Christian Bale, an enforcement officer in a future in which feelings and artistic expression are outlawed and citizens take daily injections of powerful psychoactive drugs to suppress their emotions. Why? Because they live in Libria, a totalitarian city established by survivors of World War III, which the Biden administration is now pushing for. And, and people blame human emotion as the cause for the war when we know that it's international criminal banksters and a cabal that worships Lucifer that is pretty much responsible for every war that has ever been. And it's our job to make sure that people understand if World War Three happens, those are the folks who are responsible for it. That reminds me what these people want to do. They want to remove God from our souls. And they literally do that. They want to do that with the vaccine. I don't know if you remember the story about the mother whose son, her Christian teenage son, took part in the Moderna trial. And afterwards, he said he couldn't feel God anymore. And he didn't really want to be on the planet any longer. So I really do think they're targeting whatever it is that's within us that makes us feel God. So this plot of this movie from 2002, predictive programming, evidently, because it's all starting to come true. And they call the leader in the movie, they call him father, the dark leader. Oh, God. Imagine giving giving the dark leader the title father. It's it's truly, it is it is a dark prophecy, the movie, but I, I think it's uh, the reason I reference it is because when I saw it, it 
it made me think there is no way that I am letting us get to this stage without a fight, Sean. It really lit a fire, you know, in me. Um, and every time I find out about the next horrible thing they're doing, that fire is reignited um, because we, we're just not going to lay down and take it, Sean. So as you said, every single person that's viewed this plays a crucial role. I want to thank all of the unseen heroes of this war. So many people don't have platforms or faces or names out there, but they are just as important as any one of us in independent media or you know lawyers or whoever um the, the, these are the salt and the earth of this world and we 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 need we need more we need more of these people so i'm grateful thank you sean yeah you and me both thank you for coming on today two more screen shares as we say our goodbyes friends if you haven't seen this spread this far and wide it's exactly what i just said jfk to 9-11 everything is a rich man's trick All of it. It's all a rich man's trick. And when I say rich man, I'm not talking about a billionaire. I'm talking about trillionaires, Rothschilds, House of Rothschild, House of Rockefeller, House of Windsor. These people are behind all of the distress we're seeing today on this planet, and they've been behind it for centuries. JFK to 9-11, everything's a rich man's trick. Spread that far and wide. And as we say our goodbyes, We'll show Maria's site again if I can find it. There's Equilibrium. Zmedia.com with three E's. Z-E-E-E media.com. The most censored independent media outlet in the country. All right. In Australia, that is. (laughs) Maria Z has been our guest. Maria, thanks for giving me time today and thanks for coming on. Appreciate you for all you do. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sean. Always a pleasure. And thank you to you viewers. All right. And friends, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, please check us out every single day at those websites I mentioned, thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com is back on track, and sgtreport.com, guys. Those are antidotes to corporate propaganda and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God truly bless you and your family and give you courage to stand up against these demon creatures. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Bye-bye. Some of these people actually believe that we could win a limited nuclear war. And by we, I mean they think they could survive in their bunkers. And that's what we're dealing with. A demented, delusional bunch of oligarchs who are accustomed to getting their way because they they think they've used psychological warfare or what they call hybrid warfare to weaken our resistance to these policies.